Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one episode at a time. I'm joined once again by my friends, Vanessa and Jackie. Say hello. Hi, I'm Jackie, and I'm the biggest Friends fan. I love Friends, as you guys all should know by listening to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and I'm Vanessa Martinez, and I'm a Friends newbie, and I'm barely eight episodes in. All right, here we go. So yes, we are on episode number eight, the one where Nana dies twice. It premiered on November 10th, 1994 to 21.1 million viewers. Jax, give us a quick overview. Yes, so this is where the friends tell Chandler they thought he was gay when they met him because he has a quote unquote quality. (laughs) And then Ross and Monica's Nana dies twice and the gang all attend the funeral. I thought that was pretty funny. I, I, you know, the 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 gay joke is there are really funny in there, and you have to remember too. This is you know the '90s where people weren't out like they are you know, are now. So it is interesting that uh, everyone thought he was gay and didn't think anything about it really, but just the, the it's just kind of the sign of the times. And then the ending is very funny to me, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. Uh... It was a funny episode, and they lightened up the mood, especially if it was, you know, involving somebody's death or a family member's death. So I thought it was really sweet how they did it all, especially yeah. the part with the um, sweet and low. Like, Jason, you mentioned that was one of your favorite parts, too. I thought that was super sweet. Yeah, Ross is such a sweetheart. He, when he, the sweet and low, or when he finds it, it's all sweet. And then, of course, then they have to make a joke out of it. Every sentimental, every sweet moment, serious sweet moment, they had to make a joke out of so then the more sweet and low falls on his head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like I like like you said, Vanessa, how they take these serious life moments and they make them funny because it's just the perfect writing from you know the creators and the producers. And it's just it and also showcases more of you know the Geller family and Judy and Monica's relationship. And that was my highlight of this episode because you see how much Judy nitpicks Monica, but then you see how Judy gets it from her Nana because she would reference the Nana, you know, and it's also the only time you see the aunt as well. So um, I like that dynamic in this episode. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I, I instantly noticed that instant nitpicking that Monica's mom was doing, like what's with your hair? It's time to start mm-hmm. using night cream, all those little things. And like you mm-hmm. said, you can instantly see it, that it runs in the family. Yeah, and she even, she, it's like one of the first things that like she does to Monica about, you know, who should use night cream or starts nitpicking at the hospital when the nan is in the hospital. <laughs> I'm like, but they have to interject that because and then, you know, like Monica steps away. And she's just like, oh my gosh, she's so much anxiety. It's like, no matter what moment Judy is in, she will always nitpick Monica. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then I also think, you know, it was, you kind of saw where it all started coming from because especially Mm -hmm. when Judy was saying you know if your grandma was still alive and she would be criticizing the amount of flowers or something about the flowers about um, being too much I was complaining she would complain and then if I spent too much she'd complain so Mm -hmm. yeah so you see where it all comes from yeah it was good but it was super sweet when she go Judy's sister oh I like your earrings and Mm -hmm. then Monica says, oh, they're yours. Actually, they're Nana's. So mm-hmm. the whole multi-generational thing. So that was sweet. Yes, but they end it in a very like, aw, like they, that's how they ended the episode. And so it's a very moment that you kind of like tilt your head and go, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. 
One thing that, you know, that Monica asked her mom was, do you think it would be better if you told her the truth? And Monica says, no. Do you guys agree with that? Do you think some things are better left unsaid? I think it all just depends on the family dynamic. You know, it's like, I, it, I don't know if Monica would, though, because it's just, it's their relationship, their, their own dynamic. You know, why would, why would she go and try to ruin the dynamic or change the dynamic? Because it is what it is. Like with parents, they're, they're set in their ways and it's hard for them to change. And this is the way that she's treated her her whole entire life. So it's like, all right, well, it is what it is. <laughs> I think the family, you know, parental relationships do evolve over time too. So it's interesting to see that, you know, you got Monica in her twenties and she's still in that kind of almost rebellious phase against her mother because her mother's always nitpicking or whatever. And they, you know, will probably evolve as you, once you, when you get older too, it's like less matters. It's like she is or she is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. When you get older too, you just want your parents to be happy. It doesn't, you don't need to, you don't need to pick the fight with them anymore. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be right. You don't have to be right. You're just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I really thought it was funny when, um, when literally the Nana died twice and Ross and Monica were in there, they didn't know what to do. I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> that's, that's them taking a serious moment and then they completely make it funny. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> the nurse says, this almost, almost never happens. Yeah. <laughs> or when, when Jack is going, she, we think she died again. We're looking into it. <laughs> we're looking into it. That's really good. I loved it. Funny. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. she was the um, she was Betty Anderson on Father Knows Best. You know that show? Father Knows Best is mm -hmm. an old black and white like family sitcom. She was the oldest daughter on that. Judy was? No, uh, uh, Lillian. Aunt Lillian. Aunt Lillian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then she was in Pretty Woman, too. She was the nice shopkeeper who... Uh, Helped uh, Julia Roberts' character in uh, help helped her shop. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, see that Pretty Woman's one I do know. The black and white ones. Oh yeah, that was the black and I feel like it was on in reruns, like on Sunday morning while you were getting ready to go to church or something. Uh, like that. I feel like that's when I saw it. I don't know why. I think that that's my recollection. <laughs> did, did they introduce the at in the beginning? I feel like I missed that part. No. Because I had okay. to IMDb her. I was like, because I, I rewound. I was like, are they, are, did they say this is Aunt Lillian? No, I had to IMDb her. They, oh, they never, never, oh, we never see her again. She's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty random, especially because from what I remember, they didn't introduce her. So I was like, who's this lady? I'm assuming she's a family member, but, mm -hmm. you know, hi, Aunt Lillian, give her a hug or, you know. Something like that. Because I wasn't exactly sure who Nana was, if it was Judy's mother or Jack's mother at first. And then I wasn't sure, you know, if Lillian was how she fit the whole thing either. But Yeah. Until yeah. you see them picking out the clothes. And then in um, when Monica, or I mean, when Ross is in the, the room, they're trying to pick out an outfit for her and shoes. And then that's when the sweet and low comes raining down on Ross in the closet. I think that's when, you know, okay, that's. Yeah, that, that family member. And I was wondering why that dresser wasn't was pushed so back all the way, <laughs> and why it was so high. I, I didn't understand that part. But it was funny because it was just like an old lady in a small apartment 
who oh, really, you know, it was packed to the gills with 80 years of stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I wondered that too. I'm like, maybe they just need it just for the fact of, you know, the rain coming, the sweet and low rain coming down. <laughs> I think it's probably a New York thing where people live in such small spaces. They just pack things in so much. Uh, yeah. You know, was old lady. She's been probably living in that apartment forever. <laughs> Did you guys notice at the beginning of the episode how it's a really rare occasion where we see a cast actually eating? Oh yeah, with the the Chinese food, right? Yeah, they were actually eating. I had to rewind. I was like, wait, are they actually eating? Because I hear that's very bad on and television. Because well, they're using plastic forks, so maybe it's not making as much noise as like regular silverware would. <laughs> they're chewing. I couldn't yeah. figure out. Chopsticks or forks or what? They were really I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they were chopstick forks. I don't know. Maybe that's a New York thing. <laughs> I've never seen those either. Maybe. <laughs> I've never seen those before either. I thought that was a little weird. And how cold was that food? You know, doing this take after take after take. Oh, yeah. Day. Good point. But I like, I like um, back to the beginning and with Chandler. So we... This is the first time that we um, get the mention that Chan people think Chandler is gay. And then his storyline, his LGBTQ storyline, follows through in the whole entire series because of his mother and, um, well, his father, who is a is a, a drag queen. <laughs> yeah. And so the David Crane created Chandler based partly on himself. And then the question of Chandler's sexuality was actually always going to be in the show. But once Perry accepted the role, they never considered making him gay. But the idea influenced them adding um, the LGBTQ um, storyline with him in his life. So I thought that was interesting how, you know, the question was always going to be there. And then the idea that influenced the idea with his, his father, you know, um, being transgender. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting. And the way they played it, I thought was mm -hmm. of the time, but you know, not exploitive. And, and a lot of, you know, there were always a lot of gay jokes in uh, 80s and 90s sitcoms, but they weren't funny. I mean, they were funny, to, but they were kind of mean, you know, and, and yeah. they handled it very well. And I thought they were very respectful of the whole situation and and, and gay people coming out more and more at, at, you know, in, in those days, in the 90s. Yeah. And I like how they're like, can't get a lol or you're going to hook me up with Brian, like they argue. <laughs> <laughs> even straight boys, even if they people think they're gay, they still think they want them to be hot. Yeah. Everybody wants to be pretty. Everybody <laughs> wants to be pretty. Yes. It was good. I like the way they handled it. All right. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about favorite lines, plot lines, and uh, who got nominated for an ending for this episode. Okay. Ooh. All right. We'll be right back. And we're back. And, you know, this is a good example of two of physical comedy in this episode where Ross falls into the into the grave and then takes the muscle relaxers or whatever the penguin and gets all loopy up, looped up on the on the pills. Yeah, I thought I thought David Schwimmer did such a good job because it's like he's just so happy. <laughs> like and and, and the, his mannerisms, you know, like he's so loose. <laughs> oh yeah. Because there's a scene at the at the reception. reception. Yeah. It was funny. And I like how he um 
he's telling everybody he loves them. And he first tells Chandler when Chandler's trying to hit on somebody. And then he goes, if you want to be gay, you be gay. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then goes, I told you. <laughs> and then, You're right. You're and, right. And then he goes to Rachel and he goes, I love you the most. And <laughs> she goes, oh, I love you too. And he goes, you don't get it. And then he falls into her lap. <laughs> and I just thought that was so hilarious because he's, you know, you know, inhibitions are lowered when you're, um, when you have, you know, alcohol, or whatever, you know, so he kind of just lets it all out there, you know, whatever they're, you're taking, inhibitions are lowered and he did that to her. <laughs> so I feel like she was being kind of mean in this episode. Yeah. Rachel? Absorbed. She goes back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, I think she just has a lot on her own mind that she kind of just sometimes tunes him out. And maybe she she only pays attention to him when she needs him or when she feels like she needs him. Still thinking about Paolo. Yeah. Well, and the Paolo shoes in this episode. She's all concerned about her shoes. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, I thought... Um, and then you see in the next few scenes, Ross is all all over Rachel, like passed out, and she's asking somebody to help her with cracker. He's he she, he he's like completely holding Rachel on the couch, and she's just like just sitting there, like I don't know what to do. He <laughs> <laughs> likes the attention, but not too much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, um, Christina uh, Pickles was the one who was nominated for an Emmy for this. So I thought it was interesting that they put her up for for guest actress, but it was, um, you know, she did a nice job. It was you really get to know her more, and and she becomes more multi-dimensional too. She was kind of just a flat character before this, always mm -hmm. picking on on Monica, and that's her, you know, go to. But there's more to her than that. She, you know, she's had her own issues with her own mother and her family, and when they're picking out the clothes, and she, well, we still want her to look nice, even though. Yeah. She, in the gasket. <laughs> yeah. So, Did they ever decide on the outfit for Nana? I don't think they ended up deciding because the scene kind of ended with the sweet clothes. I feel like they decided more on the sh type of shoe they wanted versus an actual outfit. A dress, but then they couldn't find the shoes to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's right. The day shoe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, that's a day shoe. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I thought Christina Pickles did a good job in this. Again, like you said, like you have more depth to her with the relationship with her mother. And then you see the end scene is just probably what hooks, what hooked to that nomination, you know, with the earrings and the way she's like touching Monica's hair and that scene between them, you know. All right. Favorite lines. That would have to be my well, favorite line or I guess favorite moment. Um, I didn't really have a specific line. The one where uh, the eerie moment between Monica and Judy. Yeah. Same here. That's my favorite line too. Those earrings are really lovely. Thank you. They're yours. Actually, they're Nana's. Oh. <laughs> That's my favorite line. I like that we finally get to see Lowell and see what he looks like because you think he must be hideous by the way we're <laughs> talking about it. And he's not. He's a nice guy. Or well, I don't know. He's a nice guy, but yeah, he is what it is. I love when uh, when Ch he and Chandler have the, the conversation. So you can tell, and Lowell says, yeah, pretty much, most of the time. We kind of have a radar. My <laughs> <laughs> people, I have to say no. By the way, your friend from, uh, Brian from Payroll, he is. He is? And way out of your league. 
<laughs> oh, that was so good. Very funny. What else? Any last thoughts on this episode? The one where Nana dies, very sweet. Oh, the football. The, the, I thought it was funny that they were watching the football game mm -hmm. during the. And it, this was in November too, so you know NFL was was busy going. So it was interesting because, and, and when they get then Jack when they're I now I'm really depressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That too. And Jack, I like how he's kind of. You kind of see like Jack and Judy's marriage, like Judy's kind of the type A and Jack's kind of like the free flow and kind of like whatever, dude. You almost see like Chandler and Monica, you mm -hmm. know, and oh. then what we will explore later in the series, you know. So mm -hmm. now because he's so flighty kind of, he just kind of goes with the flow, whatever, you know, kind of funny and strange. And Judy's like very like by the book and, and type A. So it, that was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was funny when Monica's dad was telling uh, her how he wanted to be buried at sea. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> he, he explained like exactly what she wanted. He, she was like, "What? What do you mean?" Yes, Jack Keller, regular guy. <laughs> they wanted me to think Jack Keller buried at sea, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to know them a lot more in this episode. That's, yeah, that was, that was nice. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, coming up in the next episode of Friends with Friends, the one where the underdog, what is underdog gets away? Yes. Giving episode. I I really love this episode. I can't wait to talk about it. And in the next episode, we'll talk to Neftali, the 13-year-old who went viral for his friends thing bar mitzvah. He ended up going on James Corden to talk about it. And then Courtney Cox crashed the interview, so we'll talk to him about his whole experience. All right, thank you so much. Uh, if you're like this episode please subscribe give us five stars leave nice comments yes follow us on instagram friends with friends podcast all right thanks everybody bye Thank you. bye